All right, welcome back to the Kadash Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Okanis. And um, continuing on, um, I think we have probably maybe a few more episodes on uh, this specific topic, the fruit of salvation, um, just the byproducts that the Lord has brought to my heart to speak on. And um, I, I haven't really received anything outside of the ones that I have that are upcoming, which I think, it, like I said, I think it's four. Not too sure. So we'll end at uh, nine, I believe. This will be the sixth one. We've done five. So um, I hope that y'all are getting some out of this, something out of this and enjoying it. I've been loving uh, just leaning in to the Lord and letting him speak to me and, and, and letting him kind of like bring revelation to my mind about verses and just things about as I just spend time with him, I'm like, oh, that's good. Yes, that or like, et cetera. Or, you know, as I'm going throughout my day in life, um, you know, I'm just thinking like, man, you know, this is one thing that I'm grateful for. And it is it was purchased through the blood of Christ on the cross um, that I have access to. Right. Um, so today we're going to talk about nearness and um, how, you know, I, well, we could tie in so much to this, like so much to nearness, literally. Um, but I'm just going to speak on a few verses uh, just to bring some understanding um, but there's so much in there on nearness, um, but I think I have a good, maybe five excerpts. So, um, we're going to jump right in and we're going to start in Exodus 25, eight through 10. So we're going to be talking about the ark, right? The ark was a place or something built to hold, host, just bring a revelation, uh, foreshadowing really of the future, um, in the past of, the presence of God and how, you know, Jesus then in the end related it to temple and all these things and stuff and whatnot, etc. Right. Um, so the ark, right. It's in Exodus 25 uh, verses 8 through 10. It says, um, then have them make a sanctuary for me. This is God talking, right? So this is what we're doing. He says, have them make a sanctuary for me. What's a sanctuary? A place of rest, a place to stay, to abide. It says, and I will dwell among them. Okay, so he's talking about, once again, he wants to dwell, he longs to be, he longs to have his presence there. It's almost like, um, you know, a lot of people say that the Garden of Eden, that's what it was for. You know, he rested, and that's where he rested. He built this place, you know, these, these, these uh, Adam and etc. And the Garden of Eden is where it says that he, was, he would walk in the cool of the day. So it was a place um, that he created, you know, yes, for Adam and Eve, but also for himself, right? And we see him doing that again. And then we see him doing that again in Jesus. And then when Jesus leaves, he says, it's better that I go, that he can send the Holy Spirit. So that then the Father, right, if, if the, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus are, are one, and the whole, you have access to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right, then you get to become one. Then his presence rests inside of you. And it's like it's continuously fellowship with the Lord, relationship with the Lord, and then his presence and his desire to rest. Um, with us, among us, in us, etc. Right? Um, it says, make this tabernacle and all of its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. Have them make an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits, and then he gives some measurements. But um, this is the sanctuary, the place where he dwells. It's an ark. Okay? Um, in verse, uh, in chapter 25 and verse 22, it says, there above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark, of the covenant of the law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. So 
that was the place above in the ark where he would meet with them. Okay, so let's remember that. Let's jump now to um, Hebrews is what I have down. So we're going to jump there real quick and see where we're going to go next. Okay, we're at Hebrews chapter 9, 1 through 12. Hebrews chapter 9, 1 through 12. Okay. It says, Now the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary, right? The ark. Let's think about this. This is a tabernacle was set up, okay? Remembering, bringing back to memory of what we talked about in Exodus. In its first room were the lampstand and the table with its consecrated bread. This was called the holy place. This is where the ark rested, okay? Behind the second curtain was a room called the most holy place. Well, that's for the ark. It says, which had the golden altar of incense and the golden and the gold-covered ark of the covenant. The ark contained the gold jar of manna, Aaron's staff that had budded, and the stone tablets of the covenant. Above the ark were the cherubim of the glory, overshadowing the atonement cover, but we cannot discuss these things in detail now. Uh, hold on, let me see how far we're going. Uh, through 12, okay. When everything had been arranged like this, the priests entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry, which is to the Lord, right? But only the high priest entered the inner room, right? That's where the, the ark was. That's where the most holy place is, right? Okay, it says, And that only once a year, and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins of the people, the sins the people had committed in ignorance, the Holy Spirit was showing by this way into the most holy place had not been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. This is an illustration for the present time indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. They are, they are only a matter of food and drink and various cer ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order which is now okay so correlate that back to exodus and um that'll that's going to bring we're, we're going to bring understanding to what we have access to now okay so there's this there's this temple there's this holy place and the most holy place only the high priest could enter in the most holy place where the present presence was and he could not enter without blood which he offered for the sins of the people that they, it says that they had committed in ignorance. All of this that he was doing was still not able, it says, to clear the conscience of the worshiper, which is the people that worship God, right? So, all right, let's, we're, we're it's just straight Bible, this one. So we're going to go into Hebrews 10 now, okay? Hebrews 10, verses 19 through 22, Okay. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So this holy place that we were talking about in the first covenant, only the high priest could enter in. And remember, it said without blood and that blood that they offered back then could not cleanse the conscience of the worshiper. OK, so now it says we. So so we are priests. Right. If Jesus is the high priest. Right. We now, through him, have access 
to enter into the most holy place. And who is in the holy place? God. Abba. Abba Father, right? Okay, it says, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, right? Remember, there's a curtain between the most holy place, the holy place and the most holy place. It says, this curtain that opened, it says, that is his body. Okay, right now we're in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 21 right now. It says, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. What you believe in and what you have faith in and what is your truth is what's going to uh, uh, produce action in your life. Okay, If faith comes by hearing and hearing the word about Christ and the righteous live by faith, your faith in this word on this page is what's going to give you access to the, the blessing of God, which is, you know, right here, it's a clean conscience. Having a clean conscience gives you confidence. It gives you peace. It gives you all so many things so many things um you don't feel shame um you know it's beautiful it's glorious it's the place where we long to be but where is it found it, it it's it's in the truth but in access to his presence this is how in in that access our hearts are sprinkled and we're cleansed of a guilty conscience okay it says, um, having our bodies washed with pure water. Okay, so now we know this, right? We have we have access to nearness. We have access to clean conscience through the blood that uh, gives us access into the most holy place, which was torn. Right, the curtain that we have that we're going that we're going in through is the flesh of Jesus. He's the one that's given you access to be able to enter into this most holy place that cleanses your conscience, gives you confidence, that cleanses you, and sprinkles your heart with blood. Okay? All right. So let's go on um, to Hebrews 7, 25. Hebrews 7, verse 25. It says, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him he always inter he always lives to intercede for them you have access to draw near to God through him and because of this he is able to save completely those who believe and have faith in this access that through him you can come to God and he stands right he lives there to um, speak on your behalf right the, the Bible says that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word he his blood is up there speaking access access okay he is our high priest even in verse 26 it says such a high priest truly meets our need which is Jesus right one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he 
He does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men in all their weakness, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son who has been made perfect forever. And he lives inside of you. He lives inside of you. So you have access. You have access into the presence, into nearness, which does all those things that we talked about. But what else? What else? What else? Let's talk about a little bit more, okay? We're going to go into the Psalms a little bit. And we're just going to add on and tack on a few more, okay? Let's see. I'm getting there. Psalm 16. I wrote down Psalm 1611. Let's see. Okay, so you have access to his presence. You have access to his presence. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In his presence, some 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 verses say that in his presence is pleasures forevermore. Joy. The path of life. May him making known to you the path of life is Jesus, right? Jesus says in John, um, what is it? John 14, I believe, that he is the truth, the life, and the way. No one comes to the Father except by him. The path to the Father is through the Son, his flesh into the holy place and in that place that you have access to is joy it says you fill me with joy in your presence it almost reminds me of of jesus at the well with the woman that's been putting all and her satisfaction in these men right and he's like only i can satisfy he's like what does he say he says um whoever drinks of this living water that he has will never be thirsty again and she wants it, right? You come to him, and he fills you with joy and pleasures. It says, at his right hand. To be at his right hand means you're near, right? Okay. All right, so let's go um, Psalm 31. So joy, pleasure, right? Which is found in nearness. That's what we're talking about is nearness. Okay, Psalm 31. Psalm 31, verse 20. It says, In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from all human intrigues. You keep them safe in your dwelling from accusing tongues. So his presence is not only brings you joy, it not only brings you pleasure, it brings you shelter, and it brings safety. Okay. All right, let's look at one more. Exodus. Exodus 33. And then we're going to wrap this up. This is a nice quick one. Let's see. Exodus 33. 
verse 14. It says, The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. 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 So you have access. That's the reality that we must live in, is the knowledge that there's a new and living way. Through Jesus, the tearing of his flesh, we have access into the holy place. We have confidence to enter in. And from that place, we have a clean conscience. We must come, right? It says in there, it says, come, um, confidently right into his presence draw near to him it says right and through that you get to experience this guilty conscience this joy this pleasure this safety this rest this etc right all these things but a lot of people are still living as adam and eve in the garden hiding from god like they've done something wrong and yes you have of course i mean you know the bible says that we are uh, in romans it says that that all have sinned and what it means by that is that when you're born of the flesh you're born into that nature that's just that's how it is for all of us right but we have access to become born again right so yes you have but be born again and take on a new nature and put on Christ, right? The Bible says to, to put off the old self and to put on Christ, right? And through the renewing of your mind to truth, which is Jesus, you can rest in your inheritance and in what it is that Jesus paid for you. But you have to know it. And the only way that you know it is by his word. It's, it's in here. All of it is in here. And you eat of this and you taste and see that the Lord is good. Your mind gets renewed. You get a new heart. You have new desires. And you start to experience real joy, real peace, real rest, real. That doesn't come from any earthly thing. It comes from the supply of God from heaven through his spirit to your being. To your being. It comes from heaven. And your knowledge and knowing this is truth, right? The righteous shall live by faith. Your faith in this is going to produce righteousness and it's going to produce joy, pleasure, rest, and safety because your hope is not in the things that fade. It's, it's in the eternal one, right? So this is what we, we were going to talk about in this episode. It's the fruit of salvation is nearness. When you're born again, right, you have access through Jesus to experience all these things, to experience nearness nearness right you are now the temple of god the holy spirit now dwells inside of you right in john 14 it says that you are one with him and he is one with the father right i was just reading this too just reading it. it's not in my notes but um john 14 right um, yeah, John 14, 
verse 16, verse uh, 17 says, The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him, accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Okay, in verse 19 it says, You will see me because I live, you will also live. It says in verse 20 on John 14, it says, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Look at uh, verse 21. It says, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to, him, to them. Him, him revealing himself to you is a byproduct of you loving him and you love him through revelation and knowledge of him and that births inside of you the ability to keep his commands okay so you have access to nearness so let's just let's pray and then we'll jump out lord thank you for this access that we have to nearness thank you that just awaken our minds and our hearts to the revelation that we have this, that our conscience is cleansed, that we are righteous, blameless, and holy. We are one with you, as John 14 says. We are one with you. And because we are one with you, we, re we reflect your nature. We have your nature inside of us. We have, And your nature is love. And we know what love is because um, in the book, book of Galatians, it talks about it. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. It is not self-seeking. It is not envy. It does not boast, etc. Right? Thank you, Lord that you have imparted love inside of us because you have loved first because you laid down your life for us. Thank you, Lord, that you came and represented us and now we get to represent you and we get to die with you and resurrect with you as a new creation. Now we have access to nearness because of you, because of what you've done through your blood, through the tearing of your flesh, we have been given access into the holy place. Thank you, Lord that we now have the ability to experience all that you have for us. Safety, rest, pleasure, and joy that is found from nearness to you. That's what the joy is in, in just being near to you. And we thank you for that. I say these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.